Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We are so spoilt for choice in relative podcast to listen to. So the fact that you are choosing to listen to me on this podcast makes me so proud. And I just want to say thank you. And please remember to follow the subscribe button so you're notified of all new guests that we are so honoured to have on our show. Whilst you're listening, I just want to thank our proud partners over at Needy and Inclusion Crowd. We'll explain a little bit more about them later on in this episode. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's guest. Joining me today on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is somebody who has absolutely steamed ahead on their personal brand, their own LinkedIn story, and actually growing their own business. This is Phoebe Stowe Forbes, who is the founder of Dot Recruit and also a fellow podcast host of Joining the Dots. We're going to talk today about something that we've never talked about on the pod before because Phoebe has successfully managed to make her recruitment business, which is in a very saturated market, the highest rated in her area and in her niche. So we're going to talk about how and why this happened and why this would be beneficial to you as our listener. We're also going to talk about launching a podcast, what the advantages are to you as a recruiter and to your clients and customers as well. Um, and we're going to talk around actually hiring in new new people into the recruitment industry, both from her point of view as a mentor, but also if you're listening to this as a mentee, as a, as a trainee. So there's so much to gain from today. It's high energy. And I promise you, you're going to learn something. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm really happy and excited to be welcoming to our global community today, somebody who's actually in geographical terms, not that far from me. I, <laughs> I live in sort of a, a semi-rural part of Lancashire, just north of uh, Greater Manchester. But this uh, this next guest is actually based not far from me in Ribble Valley in Preston, this is Phoebe Stowe Forbes, who is the founder of Dot Recruit and actually fellow podcast host, which I know we're going to come on and talk to you. Welcome today, Phoebe. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you. We should have done this for in person, shouldn't we? Really, we should have grabbed a coffee. We but yeah, sure. no, well, we can great. still we can still do it. And apparently, we've almost nearly met. You were saying <laughs> at He Shem's event in October yeah. 2022. Yeah. And interestingly, if you are an avid listener, you'll know that He Shem has just been on the pod. So I'm sure we'll be mentioning him plenty of times over. Now, you're somebody that I've been admiring on LinkedIn. I always, I said to you, you off camera that I feel like I know you, which is the power of personal brand. Yeah. But there'll be plenty of people that don't know who you are. So for the benefit of those, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, fab. Thank you. So I'm Phoebe Stowe Forbes, uh, re- founder of Dot Recruit, uh, like Lisa just said, up in Preston. We've uh, been established now for just coming up to, to our fourth year. We set up in 2019 and at the moment there's four of us so we are a small team but with big growth plans so we've got um like a five-phase growth plan over the next three years to grow to 16 consultants we're accountancy finance specialists and we recruit solely in the Lancashire area so we're super niche um but we we love that um and I'm a solo founder uh so I set up completely on my own with the with the plan to just be a solo founder and just be myself kind of freelance a little bit and somehow I've blinked and there's four of us and I wouldn't have it any other way I absolutely love it I love that accidental growth but now you've actually got a vision to scale 
that will yeah. resonate with so many of our listeners because I mean our, our global community is far reaching we know that there's people sitting in all walks of life across our global listeners but yeah. the feedback we get is actually a lot of people who maybe are waiting to do what you've done and launch yeah. on their own and also also those who are starting out in their career and I know that that's been your growth model so far just yeah. tell us a bit about your pod as well is it called joining the dark joining the dogs yes it. So it was I know it was actually Sophia who works for me she was my first employee she came in one morning and said I really want to start a podcast and I thought where on earth are we supposed to have the time to record a podcast on top of everything else oh, you're asking me <laughs> I know, but we need to do what you do and just get eight people back to back but yeah, yeah that and I think you know there was no one else doing it in in our space yeah. it did go on hold temporarily when she was on maternity leave mm. because it's it's her baby really she mm. she wanted to launch it and I wasn't really a huge fan to start with and then when we got going and we started chatting to people, I thought, right, actually, I could do this full time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we are going to come back to that, actually. Yeah. There's plenty, again, just in terms of understanding the narrative of where we're at in 2023, there's plenty of people listening who, again, are thinking, should I be launching? Should I be getting on this bandwagon? And the answer yeah. is yes, you should. But we'll come, yeah. we will come back to that. Um, but I love that. And, and is she back now? She said she had she's baby. Back. She's oh, just landed lovely. back. Yeah, she's, right. I think four, when she was four days back into the business, she had like six interviews set up on a different job. She works a really, um, really candidate short market. She right. works the accountancy practice market, which oh, is yeah. really, really niche and very difficult to navigate, but she's just smashing it. So That's yeah, wonderful. it's great. Now it on your team. profile, I love it. On your, And I love the, the sort of diversity on there as well. You have become the highest rated accountants in finance recruiter in Lancashire so how did that happen and why did you set out to do this or did you? The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020 and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. An Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, Higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the inclusion and diversity certification mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. 
it was accidental to start with as as a lot of things seem to be with me I think I'm, I'm finding a bit of a theme here um I, what I love about dot recruit and my journey so far is how well things have just flown mm. and, and kind of like flown and kind of rolled into sort of you know really great things that we've then decided to push forwards with and make it something bigger and the being the highest rated was one of them. So I was sat at my desk one day and I got a notification that said someone had left us a review on Google and my heart sank because oh, I thought, God. what does this mean? Because every, everyone's worst nightmare. If you, if, you, if you absolutely are so focused on your reputation and being the best at what you do, your heart does drop yeah. just in case. <laughs> um, but it was a five-star review that one of my clients had left and I hadn't asked for it. And wow. I thought that's so lovely. And I just thought the way that it made me feel that that's why I do it for the, you know, for the yep. satisfaction yeah. and, you know, making other people happy. So we started asking, you know, a few of our clients and candidates, when you get a set, could you just leave us an honest review on Google? And before we knew it, we had loads of Google reviews and we've got about 20 or 30, comp- we are niche, but we've got about 20 or 30 competitors in our space. And one day I was just having a look. And we popped up right at the top of Google. And I thought, that's interesting. How come we're at the top with a newest agency? Is that why? And then I looked. It seems to sort of like boost you up the rankings mm. if you've got quite a lot of Google it reviews. Yeah. So we continued to push it then. And what's so funny is I've mentioned this on a few podcasts and a few sort of uh, on LinkedIn a few times. Mm. And I've started to notice that when I check it now, because if we're going to shout about being the highest rated, we need to make sure we're still the highest rated. Absolutely. And yes, you do. So funny because what I've noticed is the odd time I've checked it, some of our competitors have now started to jump re- on the same thing. realise the value of it. it Absolutely, yeah. I'm really pleased. I've never talked about this before, believe it or not. And I've done nearly 200 episodes. And I think it's a really useful thing for leaders to be thinking about, or those who are solopreneurs yeah. like you, you and me, um, in that it's actually something you can do for free. Uh, yeah. And you do, and you know, it takes two minutes to write a Google review. And I actually think if you yeah. can get into the habit of doing it yourself when you've had a great meal somewhere or you've yeah. used an accountant or you've been to a chiropractor, whatever it might be, is it actually elevates your own SEO score as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it, have you had anybody like any, tro- any trolls on that? Because we, we've had, we have, we've had problems oh, with trolls. Have yeah, no, we haven't. Really and, and I've kind of, mm. as much as I, don't want to you know sort of like speak it into existence mm. I've kind of mentally prepared myself for mm. if it does happen it's not it's not the end of the world it won't no. be a massive fall from grace there will be people that you know might not be as happy as the others yeah. that not have had the same service as the others or they might be you know upset at how something was handled mm. and, and I've and I've come to terms with and accepted that I think it'll still be a blow if it happens yeah it's more, so that, it's more if it was, mali- I mean, it's only ever happened once where we had a very malicious one and it was clearly, the irony is oh. that it actually almost had a counterintuitive effect that people then felt they wanted to give us better reviews even more uh. because it was so, it was so alien to anything like, because they were talking about sent my CV everywhere and anyone, anyone that knows me says, knows that I just don't send CVs anyway. I don't yeah. even ask for a CV. That's just not my service. I'm very competitive. Yeah. So it just kind of made them look a bit of an idiot. And they were obviously a pseudonym. It wasn't a real person, but yeah. I think it's a really, 
good thing to talk about because it's something that any business can do for free if you are limited on marketing resources and I think it's a really nice way to elevate yourself amongst your competition and if you're actually then encouraging your competition by ergo to then concentrate on theirs and it's it's elevating our industry which yeah. is what this is all about it's about us elevating absolutely one another but I, I think that. what a lot of people don't realize as well is just how much inbound business business you get from it yeah, you do. Just how well, much? Well, just from the, the amount search of phone point calls. Of view. Yeah, you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we do come up at the top of the search now. If you type mm. in accounts and finance recruiter Lancashire, I think we do come up at the top now. And we don't do, we don't pay for anything, any SEO marketing at all. Good. It's purely the mm. Google reviews that it's, have done that. So it's a lot. If you're it's not a doing hack. That, it is a hack. And I got told that about three, four years ago, before COVID and before I did yeah. all my work on LinkedIn. I t- I'm telling you now it works. So if you're not doing yeah. it, you need to go and do it now, guys. It's different to Glassdoor. We're not talking about potentially recruiting for yourselves. And this is about you mm. attracting your your desirable customers. So thank you for that. So we did allude to it a little bit earlier on in your introduction that you are a fellow podcaster as well. So, yes. Uh, and I love that you, as I've got my Shannon, Shannon creates and she does all the production of it. She, I, I mean, she's amazing. It Literally, this wouldn't exist without Shannon. It's as simple as that. Yeah. What do you think creates a good podcast from your point of view both as a contributor but also as a listener and why do you think people choose to come and listen and follow you we are so proud to be partners of needy the gifting revolution here at key recruitment we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. What makes it good is when it's adding value of some sort. I noticed that so I absolutely loved the... Um, diary of a ceo podcast and that was always my my go-to i just loved listening to the guests that he brought on but i started to notice that when i was scrolling through the list of episodes i'd miss the ones that were you know if it was a celebrity who was just telling their story of their life Mm. i'd find that i wasn't really interested in that and what i was interested in was when he brings on an expert in something and that's going to add some kind of value and i think it's the same with the stuff you write on linkedin or the the emails that you send to potential candidates or clients it's all got to be about adding value there's so much content out there these days wherever you look everything is content and so it's become really competitive to get the attention and i think if it's you've got to kind of think what's in it for them and if it's just going to be a chat about yourselves with no advice or tips or guidance on anything it's not going to get the 
the engagement yeah. that you want. And mm. I think with podcasting, you've in your first few episodes, that's where people start to get used to what what your style is and what type yeah. of value you add. Mm. So if you're starting off those first few, just talking all about yourself and you know, or someone else's story that's not going to add any value, you're going to lose mm. that potential initial audience there that could become sort of like lifelong listeners yes definitely attracting them but also keeping them engaged Mm. um so yeah that's the answer to your first question and the other question so did you ask something about my podcast there yeah just in terms of your what you know what you think I guess keeps people engaged which 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 I think you've kind of answered in terms of it's I like the fact that you've create you know you're creating a story for your listener aren't you that they yeah. go on this journey with you I'm like you I'm a huge Stephen Bartlett fan I've been to his live show yeah um, oh it was great yeah I went to it as well amazing in fact I've just I think he's doing something really special I'm like please choose me please choose mm-hmm. me um but that might have happened since we've broadcast this but anyway um but I also agree with you I think that when he goes to the shiny celebs that don't necessarily have a compelling story that we can learn mm. something from I just I'm not interested I'm not interested in anything yeah. like that but I guess every, there's, a, there's a, a podcast for everybody out there but yeah like you I think if you're gonna if you're gonna invest some time whether it's like the you know my, my episodes are never written more than 20 minutes 25 minutes but if you're going to invest your time to learn something which is what I think a podcast has the unique benefit to be able to do because you can yeah. pause it you can do it when you're doing putting the washing in going for a walk with the dog whatever it might be um you want to come away with something that that you've you wouldn't have known otherwise yeah and that's my intention with this it's if if one person can learn something from each episode that's enough for me yeah because it absolutely. means that you're it was worth your time because you've impacted one person's life mm. in yeah, whatever definitely. way then the only other thing that I would say is what keeps our listeners sort of engaged is finding a bit of a niche so mm. I mean the great thing is if you're a recruiter with a niche and you're thinking about starting a podcast then you've already got your yeah. perfect audience and you've got all of their contact details just there for this to hit their inbox so because ours is centered around um sort of ambitious accountants in the local area and we're interviewing mm. sort of people that have scaled the career ladder and asking them how they've mm. done it how mm. did they get to FD by the age of 32 or wow. whatever then that's what's you know, getting people interested in listening. Um, but it's also a great, if again, for recruiters thinking about it, it's a great business development tool because again, how inundated are our clients' inboxes at the moment with 100%. I hope you are well. Something, something about have you got any jobs? But if you were to send them instead, at the... <laughs> people still doing that. Shame on you. I know I went to a client meeting and he said, Look at all this, and he showed me, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, Can I just say we would never. We just don't do BD for that reason. Um, so what we do instead is if we've recorded a really great episode, we'll send it to a potential client or someone that we're wanting to register as a candidate. Mm. And it's just that softer approach of, yeah. you know, hope, just wondered if you'd be interested in listening to this or... Thought you might, even... so, so like heard, recorded this, but can I just pivot that? If you are in a talent short market... Yeah. And you have got an amazing guest that you know a potential candidate is going to be interested in. I'm telling you now, they will come and talk to you and they will want to yeah. go and work for that client. And you will generate it. You're the one facilitating it as the recruiter. Absolutely. So it's, and that's it's, the selling point to the client yeah. as well when we want to get Definitely. them on. Um, a lot of them, I mean, we had we had someone on recently who was an FD, the one that I mentioned, oh, yeah. you know, by the age of 32. Wow. And he's got such a great story, but no one knows about this. And no. to be honest, the, the role that he's offering on paper 
wasn't amazing. Right. And I just said, look, come on the podcast, let me interview you. And instead of sending out job, job specs to these candidates, yeah. I want to send this podcast episode and I want to say, do you want to work for this guy? Because just have a listen, he's amazing. And it worked. And so that's the selling point to the client. This could actually just give you, you know, a different angle in the market. Think about the EVP of actually, if you're th- listening to this now, whether you're recruiting legal, supply chain, HR teachers, you're even if you're doing this once a month, right? Because we know Phoebe and I will absolutely hang our hat on it. It's a massive time commitment, which is why I do it this way. I'm very efficient. I block off one day a month. That's my podcast day. I don't think about it the rest of the month then. Um, and I do it in advance. That's why sometimes we talk about things like in advance or we, or retrospectively. Yeah. But I'm telling you now that you it, there's so many benefits to you as the recruiter because, A, you have got something really tangible that no other recruiter will have to be able to send to a potential candidate. Secondly, prep for an interview. Mm. They, the, the candidate gets to know that interviewer in a, diff, in a different way. Yeah. And I've done that so many times. And I promise you, if you've got any reservations from the candidate, that you blow them out the water. And there's another massive benefit as well, which you were, you are testament to this because you're like viral on LinkedIn. That you're never short of content ideas. Yeah. I, my, my, I've literally at any one point got about 50 content ideas because of my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing for that. That's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's true. Think of that angle, yeah. You just you can't because you and you are and I bet so many of your clients ring up and go, Phoebe, can I just ask your opinion on this? What do you mm-hmm. think? Because you're because you're being seen as a very objective guide and coach and advisor because you've got such a sort of unilateral, omnipotent view of your market, and that's yeah. what being a podcast being a podcast isn't just about doing this it's all the other bits as well so I just say that for me the I think the podcast arena is only at the start and that's why I yeah. think it's so exciting yeah you motivate me I'm, I'm gonna actually do what you do and just block it's, a day out I think it's, it's so much more efficient so I literally block it out two three months in advance so I've, I know I've always got enough content for the next quarter um it's a combination of either asking or people coming and asking me now which is amazing mm. and then about a week before because obviously we all wing it they, they've all you've all got your invites and then about a week before I sit down and I probably spend about two three hours usually on a weekend going through the person's profile looking at what they're talking about what are they sharing and then we talk about what topics I think is important to my audience mm. and then we kind of agree the overview and then obviously we literally you know just confirm it all a couple of days before that you happened yeah. everything and that's it and I think so for anybody that's listening you don't need to be a leader to launch a mm. podcast you, I mean it's all you know very accessible but I do think it elevates your brand just a little bit to the next level yeah and you don't need any fancy equipment we've just got our headsets on and zoom and that's all you need that's literally zoom although they have made it now that you have to pay if you want anything beyond half an hour which is a bit of a pain in the ass but you know what it's about 15 quid a month it's not a lot of money so no thank you for that that's been really insightful now I've mentioned this chap's name a couple of times and I'm going to mention him again because Hisham (laughs) has just recently been on our podcast and you were one of the original recruitment mentors for Hisham so just tell us a little bit about that and then we'll we'll sort of go go further beyond yeah so when Hisham set up recruitment mentors straight away as soon as he told me about it I thought this I, I needed this my entire career where was this um 
And obviously, if he's been on and anyone's listened to that, you'll know a little bit more about what Recruitment Mentors is. It's a learning platform. And straight away, I just thought it was absolutely wonderful. I followed him for a while on LinkedIn anyway and loved what he was putting out there. So when he mentioned, I've got this learning platform, we're looking for sort of the founding members to pretty much trial it um, and just sort of give us the feedback. It's kind of like the first sort of cohort of members, if you will. And as soon as I logged into it, I absolutely loved it. So I think that was about three years ago I think and now my team have logins to it and I'll be sat working and I can hear Hisham's voice coming from somewhere and I'm like what's going on and they they will just be taking time they'll have five minutes and they'll just be taking time just to brush up their skills on something so it's a really great tool I've recorded sort of a little bit of content with him um I think it was actually around personal branding funnily enough mm-hmm. and um he's he, he's great just the way that he knows he knows what the market needs and he knows what, you know, the members mm. need. So, mm. yeah, if, if you've not checked out Recruitment Mentors, you've yeah. got to speak to Hisham because yeah. they, will have done. they will have done because, like I say, he's just been on the pod. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So in your experience, obviously, you're a, you're a leader, you're, you're a founder and you're bringing through, I think, your models to bring in sort of people who are on the learning journey themselves yeah. rather than the really experienced models. So what do mm. you look for in a future mentor within your business? So how are you going to succession plan? And I know it's a bit of a hypothetical, but you've got people in the business. So surely you must be looking at that. What What do you think makes a good mentor? What do I think makes a good mentor? I think mm. to make a good, oh, a good mentor to me is someone that I suppose has a, set, a lot of self-awareness mm. and doesn't just think they know it all. Um, and this has been something for my own for my own journey, really, when I'm mentoring my team, just to be continuously learning myself. So I've got coaches for various different things. I've got a business coach, I've got a leadership coach, and I'll invest in that to make sure that I'm staying on top of my game. Because otherwise, all I'm going to do is develop people to my level, but I've still got so so far to go. Yeah. Um, so I think a mentor is someone that absolutely just continues learning every single day. Um, so I'll listen to a podcast most days or, I'll, you know, most evenings I'll read a book on something. Um, but I'm just I'm just absolutely obsessed with with learning. And I Good. think that's really important. But I think also being, <laughs> being open-minded and having, I think you need a lot of empathy as well. And I think you need to have a certain sort of, um, delivery of you know whatever it is you're trying to sort of support somebody with um and I think again that's something that has been quite a journey for me because I just crash landed into leadership and didn't have any type of formal training all I had was I suppose the example that had been set to you know for me by previous managers and I think that's a a lot of people sort of very common yeah and all I knew was I knew a little bit about what what had worked well and a little bit about well, a lot about what I absolutely didn't want to be um because I'd had quite a lot of managers and I think especially in recruitment a lot of people get promoted based on billings and that doesn't necessarily make them the best people man- manager or mentor so um that's what I would say in a mentor is is important and then is it well yeah we'll, we'll come on to I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you about mentee because that ties in nicely yeah. with your business doesn't it I just want to pause on that though because I think that will mm. really resonate what you've said that so much of what I see as a rec to rec because I think it's always mm. important to kind of put my view on things because obviously people come to me generally because they are in an environment where they've accidentally maybe or through some kind of convoluted succession plan where 
maybe they're the last person standing maybe it's just a natural progression but they are plagiarizing what other people have done before and it's actually not been a purposeful intentional learning platform which I think is what you're saying and that really corroborates very well with with you know I guess what we're trying to do in elevating our industry and saying look you know just because it's always been done this way doesn't mean that's right for right now but I think everything you've said there about self-awareness that doesn't get talked about enough Mm. and I think we should all sort of really be aware of what we're doing and our impact on other people but I think it's that voracious appetite to learn and you never know everything yeah exactly you you just never know everything so go on let I want to know because your model is to bring in mentees people who are going to be learning and so what do you look for and so for our listeners a lot of whom are in their first recruitment jobs what do you think makes a great future talent and how do you then I can't believe I'm going to say this because I feel as though this goes against everything that I am or was at that at, at that kind of stage in my career but what I've noticed within my team what I've noticed has really worked. And when I look at the best people that I've ever, the best recruiters I've ever worked with, when I look at the top billers, what is it about them? It is the, they usually have something in common. They were usually either, I don't, did, did well at school, for example, or mm-hmm. Cla- Claudia who works for me was head girl. Or um, I used to work with a, a girl who was a fantastic recruiter and it didn't surprise me when I found out she was, the, she was a first class grad and 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 I'm not I didn't go to uni and I don't agree I actually don't agree with uni at all I think it's ridiculous um a waste of time waste of money um and actually if I'd have gone I would I you know I wouldn't have got into recruitment at 19 so yeah I've noticed though I suppose what that demonstrates is that they absolutely have this drive to fulfill their potential yes and so that's what I look for examples of it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to have gone to uni Mm. I didn't um, but I do think they have to have this sort of drive within them to really push themselves and, and self-manage. Mm. And so I'd, I'd always look for examples of that. And usually at that stage where I'm looking for people to, you know, to come into recruitment, they're either early, very early on in their career, maybe fresh out of college or fresh out of uni. And so that's what I'm looking at, their academics, because that's all we've got to go off. Mm. Um, or two, two in my team have actually made sort of career changes right Um, so one came in from bids and tenders and one came in from um like operations and what I would look for there is again this this self-managed sort of like you know ability and what support have they had and, and what how resourceful have they been in becoming the best version you know of themselves with the support that they had and what I think makes a great mentee is someone that, yeah, they'll they'll absorb everything that you're trying to teach them, but they'll also go go sort of beyond that beyond. and try to learn themselves. And and I've noticed that with with the we've lost a few along the way. Mm. With the team that I've got now, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that team for the world and and I feel as though I'm so happy with the people that I've retained. Good. The team. Good. Um but the people that didn't work out they didn't really have that they didn't mm. have that you know absolute desire to be the best version of themselves mm. and I think with recruitment you've got to really want it because yeah, you if you if you're going into it sort of half-arsed mm. it's not going to work because or if you've got another Agreed. option if it's a case of 
I had a really honest conversation with somebody the other day and she'll she'll probably listen to this and I know she won't mind me saying she is one of our clients and her background is in um HR and she's looking she's on you know on the move and she was asking about recruitment and coming here because she always said if I ever went into recruitment you're the only place I'd go and I was just really honest with her and I just said look if you're always going to have HR in the background as an option it's not going to work because recruitment's that hard yes that's always going to be the the nice shinier option um so unless you really want it and you're 100% into it and your heart's in it don't bother, don't bother because mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to work so I think they're they're the things for me they've got to really want it they've got to be able to prove that they can self-manage and they've just got to have this desire to really fulfill their potential yeah, and if I, that's what I see I'll invest everything into that person because you know that it's worth it I think that's really you know a very pragmatic and honest appraisal of what I think also makes a very good future tra- future recruiter mm. um and interestingly and I'm being di- a little bit disingenuous because I have to be I can't give specific examples but if somebody if I ask somebody you know what's your desire to want to get into recruitment if they say well because my friend does it I'm like that's not enough it's not enough I want someone who's prepared to walk wade through treacle yeah. to get to a result because and then, that's and then, every single day because that is literally <laughs> every day and then you get to it you get to the what you think is the prize at the end and then you find that somebody's moved it back over there and you have to go back through it again so yeah. I think it, I, I do think you have to be very resolute and you have to be we all we all know all the sort of typical you know traits that we all describe about resilience and, and but yeah. actually I do think it's that true sense of self-belief but it's that willingness to learn yeah and it's the and it's the need and the desire I think you have to be almost dogmatic yeah a little bit but but making sure that you've always got that empathy and that you're always mm. prepared to listen and be coached but I do think you have to be a bit dogmatic about it and once I bit off my recruitment sort of cherry that's a terrible word to say but anyway um, <laughs> I just knew that was it then and that there was nothing yeah. going to stop me and you know I think I don't know about you but I always look for qualities of that I had as that 24 year old in anyone that's saying mm. they want to get into recruitment I'm like how bad do you want this because I tell you now and I encourage yeah. more leaders to do this instead of selling to those future and we're talking about entry levels specifically here you need to put them off you need to give them the warts yeah. and all you need to tell them it's absolutely you know these are all the bad things and if they're yeah. still coming back you know yeah. you've got a future recruit there yeah that's a really great really really great way to look at it yeah Definitely. the other thing as well is just everything's about mindset in this game isn't it mm. and so if there's someone that's got a bit of a victim complex of yeah oh, this didn't work out for me because of this. That's it for me. <laughs> Off your no, mo- no mood hoovers, <laughs> definitely not. No. And I, I just, you know, that ties in very nicely and sort of concludes this brilliantly because I think when you described your sort of journey to success so far, I think, you, you know, you're almost like quite a common um, sort of accidental leader because I think mm. that does happen quite a lot. But you're obviously clearly very capable, very competent. And I think you're truly manifesting everything that you desire and not putting any barriers in place. And I think it's really refreshing, Phoebe. And I can see that that's why people are drawn to you because what is actually in theory quite a complicated industry and quite a complicated job, I think you make it seem very accessible. So we we need more people like you. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. Definitely. It's funny, isn't it? Because you never you never see these things for yourself. It's just... But it's true. And, And I love... 
as the mum to two teenage girls who won't be going to uni and definitely aren't going to uni and the youngest of whom I think might be starting her recruitment journey this year amazing at 16 sweet old age of 16 um I just think there are so many routes to success and careers so that's a that's a whole different podcast and we have run out of time today but you have been amazing we will make sure that we're getting people to look at joining the dots thank you and connecting to you on linkedin but i knew this would be absolutely wonderful thank you so much for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast thank you for having me you're welcome